The Dispossessed by Ursula K. Le Guin is a wild science fiction book chock full of themes, but particularly of note is the way it develops freedom, time, and of course the opposing government systems of authoritarianism and anarchism. Shevik, the main character, is a genius physicist struggling to unite his complex theory of time, simultaneity, with the scientific consensus of the time, sequentiality. He does so from an anarcho-communist society living on the moon, Anaris, which is only a few centuries old, having only recently gained independence from Eurus, which is heavily capitalistic and unfree. Le Guin ties the search for truth in physics directly to Shevik's journey to find freedom, and understand what a society needs to do for its people to make them free. The book is structured with alternating chapters, following first Shevik's expedition to Eurus in the present, and then Shevik's past, beginning with his childhood. This serves to show you how Shevik comes to realize the ways that his society on the moon has failed him, and lost itself to the trappings of orthodoxy and the status quo. But this is revealed at the same time as the atrocities of Eurus begin showing themselves. As a political documentary, The Dispossessed takes no sides, and Ursula Le Guin admits that she chose anarcho-communism simply because it interested her the most, and was so radically different that she hoped it would help people think about things in a new way. She wanted to look at freedom in particular, although time and the societies we live in are inextricably involved in freedom itself. On his home planet, Shevik begins by hating Eurus and thinking that even the notion of a law was a disgusting infringement on personal freedom. We see his worldview grow and develop as he encounters difficulties in life, many of which are directly brought on by his society. As a genius physicist, he struggles to even publish a single book because it goes against the mainstream, and when he does publish, it is only by having most of the credit stolen. Even more so, when a drought hits and his people are pushed to the brink of total starvation, everyone comes together, accepting their deployments to do manual labor at random places on the planet, often being separated from their families, as is the case of Shevik. There was no law, and they were seemingly free, but Shevik felt that it was unfair and a twisted interpretation of their original intentions, to place such a strong societal pressure on everyone that they felt they had no choice but to abandon their family to work. They thought that they were free, but their lives were just as subject to the whim of others as it is on Eurus. It's just less formal. Speaking of Eurus, Shevik is initially greeted with pleasantries, because everyone wants to know the genius that might revolutionize physics, especially so that they can commercialize it. But when Shevik began trying to speak to the oppressed lower class, his anarchist ideals and passionate speaking made him both a figurehead and a target, for the government feared he would ignite a rebellion. Shevik realizes he is being spied on and flees, finding himself leading the people to dream of a day that they could be free of the tyrannies imposed on them by the wealthy. The government seizes its chance and indiscriminately guns down people while Shevik speaks, and Shevik barely survives, fleeing before holding a dying man in the basement for days while men pound through the streets in search of him. As I think almost any person would, Shevik had a lot of realizations sitting there in the dark, thinking about you know, everything, including the societies that had raised men that would die for such a thing as well as men that would kill for such a thing, and societies that would raise him to, to leave his planet where he had a family and a home to search for some ideal of freedom that he wasn't even sure existed. Shevik made breakthroughs in, in how he thought about promises and how he thought about time itself, and he actually made a breakthrough in his theory of time, uniting simultaneity and sequentiality. The principle of simultaneity is very circular. Time exists in its entirety at all times, but we move through it like the orbit of planets around a star, as opposed to sequentiality, which sees time as a bunch of independent frames in order, 
and is how our minds perceive time most often, except for when we dream. Shevik relates these two patterns of thought and must assume them parts of the same whole, the general temporal theory. He gives perhaps the best analogy for uniting the two, as he drunkenly tells a dinner party that, as time passes, it is actually we who move forward, from past to future, a little like reading a book. The book is all there, all at once, between its covers. But if you want to read the story and understand it, you must begin with the first page and go forward, always in order. So the universe would be a very great book, and we would be very small readers. Shevik looks for proof of this theory, but eventually decides, in that basement, that if he just assumes that it's true and then bases his theory around it, he can fit everything else perfectly together. Using the theory generated from this, he barters with the Terrans for immunity and transport back to his home, and he uses that to further spread his theory and reunite with his family. As Shevik solves his theory of time, he also realizes truths behind the trappings of authority and decides that for a society to be free, each human needs to exist in a constant revolution, always encouraging its people to go out and carry out their passions in the world. He acknowledges the dangers of this freedom, and even some of the impossibility of it, but sets foot on his planet that calls him a traitor, and he prepares to fight for a never-ending revolution to bring freedom to his people and everyone else that is willing to risk everything to be truly free. He doesn't even hesitate for himself, as he finds the guilt of owning to be as unbearable as the shame of wanting, and he denounces both of those as evil. However, over the course of the book, we see him find love and have it torn from him to work, and we see him long to see his child, who he has barely had a chance to know. The promises he makes to them restrict his freedom, and yet he wholeheartedly chooses to pursue those promises as his only way of changing the world with meaning. Just as he pursues the promises he makes to a society to change the world for the better for his people. Although he worries it may hurt his family and leave them hated, he commits himself and promises his life to a never-ending revolution. <laughs>